Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, with your host, TJ Bowser and Grandmaster Ziad. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of the Do Back Discussion podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is... Grandmaster Ziyad. And from the Dutch Do Back team... Jeroen, also known as Kamari. And joining us for the first time today is Dan the Man. Say hello, Dan. What's going on? And for our final guest from the Bantha Babble podcast... Joke the Rogue. Nice to have you guys on today. So, how was you guys' weeks, Mo? It's going good. My Commander Wolf came in yesterday. I'm pretty excited about that to add that to my collection. And I've been rewatching Clone Wars. So far, I'm on season two, episode ten. I think. Are so, you watching uh, it in uh, chronological order? Yeah, this time I'm doing chronological, not okay. just skipping around to the good parts. Okay. Well, there's. So you're you're doing it the way that like the StarWars.com says. No, no, no. I'm just going straight through. Oh, no, no, no. One, See, if you watch to watch it in chronological order, you have to do it in a specific order. So the timeline start with lines season up. three. What? Yeah, there's an ep- there's an episode in season three you have to watch. Then you watch the first couple episodes. Then you go to something in season two. Watch that arc. Then go back. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, th- uh, I'll send you a link after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, please do. The story arcs kinda... have nothing to do with each other most of the time. They're normally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very silly. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Yaron? T- talk about your bike. <laughs> Yeah, well, my uh, my bike got stolen uh, yesterday in front of my house. It was locked, and uh, yeah, I had to go to work walking. And uh, yeah, apparently, I live in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, who knew? Who knew? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> but uh, the rest of the week uh, has been good. I've been busy at work. Uh, I've been watching Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and uh, I'm busy with the Last Jedi now. Excellent. Uh Joke the Rogue! Yeah, man, my week's been pretty good. Family last week and, well, early, pretty chill around the house. You know, school. You're cutting out, Logan. Oh, well, last week, family. Uh, this week, for school for September. You might want to fix that audio uh, issue that you're having. Uh, Let's move on to Dan. Man, my my week's actually been kind of uh, interesting. Started out pretty uneventful, still trying to drudge through the uh, the Force Awakens, uh, and uh, of course, Prime Day with Amazon. So. Yeah, because you got uh, you work for Amazon. Everybody knows that's been fun. Yeah, uh, my week's been pretty good. I opened Phasma yesterday. We've been uh, working on a lot of Dubac stuff. The uh, ads went live on our website, so everything's monetized now. Uh, but other than that, uh, I think we're doing pretty good for ourselves. But uh, I think it's time to buckle up, baby, and get on with the news. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully Logan's oh, yeah, microphone yeah. gets going here. Do I, do I know what you're saying? Oh, you know what I'm saying, baby. Okay, oh. so this week, Star Wars Rebels has been nominated for three Emmys. 
Dubackdiscussion.net reports, this year for the 2018 Emmy nomination, Star Wars Rebels is coming in fast at Lightspeed with three nominations. Last year, Rebels was a nominee for the Outstanding Children's Program Award. So far, Rebels has been a winner of the Saturn Award two years in a row for Best Animated Series or Television on... Well, Animated Series on Film or Television. Star Wars Rebels was nominated once again for the Outstanding Children's Program Award of 2018. The other nominees are a series of unfortunate events, Alexa and Katie Fuller House, and the magical Wan Chase, a Sesame Street special. What the fuck? The special <laughs> the, spe- the second nomination Rebels has received is the Outstanding Sound Editing for Comedy or Drama Series. Now, uh, that last season had excellent music. Excellent. If you guys all agree. Yeah, it really did. For the episode... Uh, in animation for the episode A World Between Worlds, one of our favorites here at Dubek. The other nominees for the awards are Atlanta, Teddy Perkins, Ballers, Bull Rush, Barry Chapter 7, Loud, Fast, and Keep Going, and Vice Principals, The Union of the Wizard and the Warrior. That's a good show also. I believe it has Dan the Man's favorite, Danny McBride. Ah! <laughs> Can't go wrong with the McBride, man. No, you cannot. Last but not least, the third nomin- the third, uh, my third nomination Rebels has received this year is for the outstanding music composition for a series. The song Family Reunion and Farewell. Is that the last episode, Mohammed? It sounds like it would be Family Reunion and Farewell. Like, farewell, goodbye, end okay. of the series. I believe Woo-hoo. the last episode that we uh, covered Rebels on was uh, Farewell to the Ghost Crew. And I believe I did that yeah. because of that. Okay. The other nominees yes. are Game of Thrones, The Dragon and the Wolf, Marvel's Jessica Jones, aka Playland, Once Upon a Time, Leaving Storyboard, Leaving Storybrook, Seal Team, Patterns of Life, and Westworld. Not even going to say that. Congratulations to the Star Wars Rebels cast and crew for all the hard work and dedication they put in the getting nominated for such prestigious awards. Good luck and may the force be with you at the 2018 Emmy Awards ceremony. Now, uh, that article was done by Tim Goldleader Keegan, who's probably listening in right now. Uh, we'll see you hey, next Tim. week, Tim. Tim will be on next week. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, what do you guys think about that? Uh, it's nice to see that Rebels is getting the same attention that Clone Wars did with the Emmys. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dave Filoni deserves it for a job well done. Yep. Uh, you're on? Well, yesterday you guys heard my opinion about Rebels, but I uh, do like the fact uh, that they got nominated for things. And, uh, yeah, well, the show must go on, you know? Uh, Dan. Honestly, I'm just happy that there's a series that my uh, my kids can actually enjoy and kind of grow up into the into the series. So I've I've been rather impressed with the series overall. And we'll move on to Logan's opinion real real quick here uh, after this. But uh, Star Wars Resistance is definitely going to appeal more to your age range of children, uh, with the animation style and the way that it's going to focus on action and stuff. But what about you, Logan? I I I agree with Dan. I feel like really good for kids, and I also has same recognition. Wars did because I like Rebels a little less than Clone Wars, but it's still kind of there. Glad they got a. I wonder if Logan's having that same clipping issue that we had earlier. Uh, Logan, go to your user settings on Discord and then go to voice and video and turn off automatic input sensitivity. Yeah. I got a question for Dan, actually. Yeah, go for it. Dan, did, Yo, your, kids, did your kids watch Clone Wars? Uh, my son and I have, uh, have started out with season one. We haven't really delved too terribly much into it because it's. Yeah. 
I mean, it's interesting to me, but a, a lot of like the episodes where it's kind of character building and and actually kind of going more into plot line, kind of gets real super disinterested. He's he's really into like the battle scene. Oh, I I see. And, so and, he's like, probably gonna he's probably stuff. gonna way prefer Rebels then because Rebels is good on that. Very more, more than likely, plot. he's yeah. he's been a little bit more interested. Him and my daughter, my oldest, have uh, have actually. Uh, been a little bit more interested in rebels than than I like Clone Wars, yeah. Like, just because there's more stuff going on. Yeah, I noticed kids seem to like rebels more, but the older generation seems to like Clone Wars more. I feel like Clone Wars. Well, is see, set, well if I may interject here, uh, I feel like Clone Wars, since it was uh, written and produced by the Lucas, I feel like it's more adult, and Rebels is more uh, since, right. it was, since it's under the parent company Disney. I think it's more geared towards children, so ch- toward children are gonna naturally gravitate towards that more. You can continue, Dan. Just wanted. To- Right. I mean, uh, my whole thing with the with Clone Wars, I kind of feel like that was Lucas's answer to to really the fans' continual questions of, okay, you gave it, you gave us snippets in the movie, what happened? You know, we want to actually see these these battles take place in in these places that we're hearing about in the movies. So you know, they they kind of gave us that with with Clone Wars, and especially with the with the, with the troopers and things, actually kind of giving them more personality and a little bit more. You know, an in-depth look at what actually goes on with within the the, the clone ranks and, and the troopers and things. Oh, so I, I sure. kind of thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Logan, you want to do a little talking here to make sure it's fixed? Uh, yeah. Is it all good now? Yep. It, was it yeah. that? Awesome. Was that what it was? Yeah, I think so. I just okay. had to change it a little bit. Yeah, and that was it. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, normally we can fix those problems really quick, but Mohammed, uh. You wrote an article earlier this week about the Millennium Falcon experience at San Diego Comic-Con, and there's a little bit more to it, actually. Uh, if you'd like to talk about that a little bit, buddy. Yeah, so um, this article is um, due back Discussion Network reports. Ooh. As if San Diego Comic-Con could not be more hyped for Star Wars fans, the official StarWars.com has released exciting insider information on even more experiences available for fans. Ever wondered what it would be like to sit in the cockpit of the legendary Millennium Falcon? Wonder no more, for the opportunity is coming to SDCC, as a stunning life-size replica will be available with all the intricate and minute details we love from the movies. And there's a quote here from the website. Free tickets will be distributed on a first-come basis beginning Wednesday, July 18 at 6 p.m. along the back wall of the Lucasfilm Star Wars Pavilion. The earliest entry time for Wednesday, July 18 will be at 6.30 p.m. Tickets for Thursday, July 19 through Sunday, July 22nd can be obtained on the day of entry beginning at 9.30 a.m. with the first entry at 10 a.m. each day. Each pass is going. Each pass is good for a group of up to five individuals. So you just need one person to go in and get the group for like uh, the tickets for a family or a bunch of friends. Tickets are valid only for the day of distribution and are timed to 30-minute windows and allow for entry into the line for the cockpit experience at that time. But that's not all. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, there's more, Bob. Yeah. Also available at SDCC are six costumes from Solo, A Star Wars Story. That's Chewie, Han, Lando, Kira, Dryden, and Enfys. So awesome. We'll be able to see some of Lando's capes probably. Further, there will be six exciting panels. Yeah, there's going to be six exciting panels. It's going to be a must-attend for any devoted fan. And I won't go in-depth in into the panels because we're going to be discussing panels later on in the show. But um, celebrate the 10-year anniversary of Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars Collectibles panel, Behind the Design, Star Wars Fashion Collaborations, Hasbro Star Wars, Disney Lucasfilm, 
publishing story from a galaxy far, far away. So a lot of cool stuff coming to the, as we put it before, the mecca of, um, of Comic-Con. Oh, for sure, man. I uh, wish we were able to go, but damn. Next year. One day. One day. Oh, we got a Facebook Live comment here talking about Solo, but we'll go over that here in a little bit. Uh, we have a lot. We actually have a lot of coverage on uh, San Diego Comic-Con and on the upcoming events uh, on this podcast. Uh, there's a lot of San Diego uh, Comic-Con exclusives, especially figure-wise, that we are all looking forward to and we've been talking about with the build-up up until this event. Uh, but remember, guys, uh, stay tuned on DubexDiscussion.net for all San Diego Comic-Con coverage. We will be updating daily and regularly. Yeah, this weekend probably going to have a lot of cool announcements, so stay tuned. Yes. Uh, Dan the Man, uh, if you'd like to talk about the, the battle to build the Lucas Center. The, the, we talked about this earlier this year, the Lucas Museum of Narrative Art. Uh, Mohammed talked about it. Uh, if you'd like to continue, Dan, uh, I guess there's new updates on it? Absolutely. Uh, it looks as though the battle to build the Lucas Museum of Narrative Arts has had enough twists and turns to fill a major blockbuster. The design battles to search for a location to call it home and now to, build a, uh, to actually start the building process... Who would have thought that a billionaire wanting to bestow a billion-dollar museum on a city would cause so much aggro? Uh, it said from uh, Vanity Fair delivered a story that Lucas had already built an office building in 2005 for Lucas Films, which he had previously sold to Disney back in 2012 for over $4 billion on the grounds of the Presidio, a former army base that had been transformed into a national park and governed by the Presidio Trust, an organization charged with the often conflicting goals of protecting the park's landscaping and encouraging economic development. But uh, given Lucas's history at the Presidio and with the San, Fran uh, and with San Francisco, it seemed that uh, the natural purpose of the building, his museum, had, uh, had been the preferred uh, property of Chrissy Field, a portion of the park along the waterfront. Uh, Lucas had said, I wanted to do something modern. I wanted to, uh, wanted to make an iconic building like the Sydney Opera House. But they said, you absolutely won't put a modern building there. Lucas had told me he had later explained to Charlie Rose that his intention had been to invite five prominent modern architects to produce the design and then the selected one he had liked best. Uh, instead, he had went with the Urban Design Group, a large Dallas-based firm, which he had uh, worked with before. And also, it uh, produced a traditional museum design in the manner of a Bernard Maybeck Palace of Fine Arts, a uh, Bukes Art landscape on the edge of the Presidio. And with that, it uh, with things began to go south. The Urban Design Group is a commercial firm whose expertise with, was neither design museums nor working in a traditional architectural style. And its scheme, as the uh, the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, critic John King wrote, looked like a generic Spanish-themed shopping center. <laughs> 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 sounds, like sounds like we're putting out a bit of a dirt mall here. Yes. Uh, I like the, the unique shape of the museum itself. I, I think it's very, very nice. Uh, it was also uh, around 69 feet high. Designed guidelines set by the Presidio Trust required that the building be no higher than 45 feet in order to preserve the view towards the Golden Gate Bridge. The Trust, not wanting to turn over public land to Lucas without giving others a chance to come up with the alternative proposal, put out a general call for cultural projects and received 16 submissions. All of them no higher than 45 feet high. 
Unwilling to compromise on the design, Lucas embarked on a public relations campaign for, for his museum and his vision, enlisting Martin Scorsese, Francis Ford Coppola, California Governor Jerry Brown, and Senator Dianne Feinstein, among others, to endorse his proposal. Uh, his, uh, his, his disclosure was, I was asked to consult with Lucas' organization tried, uh, to try to find a way to improve the building's design, but nothing came of it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, if you look at this picture there, Dan, it, it really looks like a very Star Wars-esque. I mean, it's Lucas. It's George Lucas. So why would he want a simple minimalist type thing when it definitely something so modern? It definitely looks like something that you would see on Camino or, or or something like that with the with the the very slim edge design and things. I mean, it honestly, it almost even looks like a fucking shit just sitting there. Yeah, you know, we thinking. have a train station that looks like that hmm. somewhere in a city. Really, uh, all of, yeah, it actually does. Yeah, Netherlands uh, yeah, Park ahead of us. Uh... So we have more news about the 4K Blu-ray release. 4K Blu-ray release, yeah. Of uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. We have a definite date. We talked about it a couple episodes ago about the possibility of it being released in September. And what, what time were we saying around September 8th, Muhammad? Is that what we said for maybe digital release? Wasn't it? You? I think it was the 8th, yeah. Okay. Now we have a firm date. Logan, if you'd like to talk about that on the physical copies. Yep. So Digital Bits, who are usually very accurate in these matters, have learned that the street date for Solo A Star Wars Story on Blu-ray and 4K is September 25th, 2018, bringing one of the greatest all-Star Wars adventures to home video. While undoubtedly a disappointment at the box office, only $379,932,679 at the worldwide box office so far, the film looks set to do good business on home video as fans and cinema goers alike realize how much they missed out on what was easily one of the best films of 2018. So that means uh, this w the physical copy will come out around September 25th, and that means the digital copy will probably come out a little bit earlier like they usually do. Yeah. Which is great. And I just we talked about this like two weeks ago, and I just love the cover art for everything. I'm sorry, but this is just amazing. With like the yacht in the background and the Millennium Falcon just looks beautiful. Yes, yeah, exciting, especially for the fans that thought they would boycott it and realize they missed out on a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of them probably are, are going to miss the exciting um, scene at the end with the spoiler. Oh yeah, spoilers going around, but you know, y'all made your choice. <laughs> y'all made your choice. Uh, yeah, Live but with you know, it. Yeah, I just can't <laughs> wait to buy this. Probably gonna buy it as soon as it comes out. I think we're. Uh, I I do more digital stuff. All my movies are on a flash drive. Really? Yeah, that's how I'm starting to keep mine, man. I mean, uh, I I can't lie. What's the fun in that? It's called you don't have to carry around ten movies. If hey, I, yeah, if I can I carry around a thousand movies. Yeah. On wanna, one thing that fits in my pocket. If I want to exactly. go to a friend's house and be, or like if Mo comes up and we, or whenever we go to Comic Con and we want to watch uh, Star Wars, Star in, Wars. The, in the room, <laughs> we we just put the fucking uh, flash drive in the back of the TV. Bada bing, bada boom. You know what I'm saying? You got to have one going on there. Like, it's like if you have a library of Star Wars movies. Like let's say you're a big like you got books, you got comics, you got the movies, you got the You can have them all TV on the flash drive right You're literally there. describing you my living room. Right your reader, now. bam, done. 
I think what we're trying to get at the collectibles aspect, like collecting, amassing, like, you know what I mean? Oh, just have like a flash drive that's like the ultimate collection of Star Wars things. Right. I mean, you could have the complete unedited, uncut movies and then have the the digital remasters that came out in the late 90s. You know what else is uncut? I I heard about your own the other day. (laughs) Whoa! He said something about torpedoes. Uh, it, it was a it was a very awkward conversation. But anyway, speaking of your own and torpedo penises, uh, the new droid book's coming out, and you showed some interest in it. So I'm going to let you talk about it. Yeah, it's really interesting because, uh, like, uh, they're making a book. It's called the Stra- Star Wars Droidography. Droid- it's like a encyclopedia about about droids. So senior writer Dan Brooks got up with author Mark Sumerek to discuss the project. So this is from Dan Brooks. I had a chance to look, look at an early copy of the book and was really surprised at just how much information it, it is packed inside. I mean, this is almost a droid encyclopedia. What can you tell us about the process of writing it? So Mark Sumerek answered, the process for writing this book actually began way back. Well, down too far, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Began way back when I was around four years old in the early 80s. My brother and I had a ton of the original Kenner Star Wars toys, but the one that I most vividly remember to this day was the Droid Factory, where you could mix and match parts of the, to create customized, one-of-a-kind automated life forms that would probably make L337 proud. Or I played with played with that sh- set until the little rubber taps <laughs> wore right off the droid parts. <laughs> and my fascination with the mechanical inhabitants of the galaxy far, far away never waned. Flash forward a few decades, I found myself presented with the chance to write about virtually every known model of of droid from the perspective of their own. It was a challenge and an honor. I wasn't about to take lightly. As with any project, even once where I am already deeply immersed with in the mythology, it's all about the research, re-watching all the films and the key episodes of the animated shows, brushing up canon novels and digging into visual encyclopedias were all a must. And there was the extra added bonus of visiting the Lucasfilm offices in San Francisco to learn top secret details about new droids who had not yet made their debut, their debut on screen at the time of writing the manuscript. That was a dream come true. So can you imagine your, your reading in that book about droids and you're going to probably see them in episode nine or future movies? Uh, if you see back there, uh, IG88's back there on the cover. Uh, L337. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems a C3PO, R2D2, BB8, a uh, what seems to be a B1 battle droid. Chopper is on the top right corner, if you guys can see that. Yep. Uh, on the left, it seems to be like a probe droid, maybe? Yeah, Darth yeah, Maul's that probe. Darth Maul. Maul's probe. Yeah. Okay, and now what's the, the little guy on the right with goggles? Do we know what that is? Is that from episode yeah, one? That's the, that's the one where Anakin is hanging on on Attack of the Clones. Okay. Oh. Wait, what? You mean Obi Wan? No, Anakin. Oh. You're right. Yeah, Anakin, right? That that thing like cuts open the window that's and that's right. In the, yep, the, the that's the assassin thing. thing. Yep. Ah, right. Look yeah. at I you. Obi Wan. Wait, no, it had wings. Things. That one had wings. Because I remember it looked like a V wing. No, th- no, your own's right. 
Yaron's right. Is? I'm pretty sure. Yaron is right. I'm pretty sure that that's what that is. If not, change my mind. <laughs> change my mind. Do it. Okay, so I'm covering the next one, boys. Uh, more Galaxy's Edge news has come out. Uh, for all you Disney fans out there, Disney World, Disneyland, uh, Yaron's been covering this for the last couple of weeks, but I'll take over from here. Uh, so make sure you pay attention. You Dutch, you Dutch boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to learn. In his latest video, Jack Kendall of DSNY Newscast discerns and describes essential details about Disney's next big project, an intergalactic hotel to be installed adjacent to Star Wars Land at Hollywood Studios. Quote, next year marks a pretty monumental year for Walt Disney Imagineering, as in the summer and late fall, Disney will be opening Galaxy's Edge. And both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, respectively, with these most bring the most ambitious, immersive-themed lands yet, said Kendall. But on the horizon, not long after these lands open, Disney will debut another equally ambitious and cutting-edge concept into the Star Wars Hotel. This permits... The permit filing shows the layout of the new building and the nature of its uh, connection and immer- immersive Star Wars-based land. Now, it does show a picture down here in the bottom right-hand corner, which I believe uh, your own and I have saw before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from the, the blueprint. Yes, the blueprint. Uh, the quote says, We can see in the public permits the complete size of the hotel building, taking on the more traditional two-story tall boutique hotel shape. As well, after all, it doesn't really matter what it looks like from the outside because the hotel will be mainly blocked from view, and every window will have a digital view of the galaxy. So it doesn't matter what you see outside. You're going to see a galaxy. You know what I say? Awesome. This hotel will not have hundreds and hundreds of rooms like every other Disney hotel, but instead, I I would be surprised if it had more than 100, especially given its size and the nature of the resort. Now, you got to remember, the whole thing is themed Star Wars. It's going to be like the inside of a ship, and everyone inside is going to be in character, uh, staff-wise. Uh, there will be plenty of speculation to, to how the hotel will connect to Galaxy's Edge, but Kendall does not believe there will be a dedicated walkway. Uh, no such pathway exists anywhere on the permit filing, continued Kendall, but you can see that there is indeed a walkway that leads from the hotel down to the guest parking, but this is where it stops. This certainly isn't any bridge or pedestrian crossing on the main road, which separates the guest parking and back to Galaxy's Edge. Does that mean technically you can park and then go in directly into Galaxy's Edge instead of going through the rest of Hollywood Studios? Is that what they just said? Um, That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So you can just like avoid the rest of the Disney shit altogether and just go straight for the for the meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just be like, see, like, see you, Mickey. I didn't want to see you anyway. Just think of the rest of Hollywood Studios as bro- broccoli, and then like Galaxy's Edge being like some russet potatoes and some fucking T-bone steaks. Like oh, you don't want so you're that basically broccoli. Saying you just you just scrape the peas off to the side is basically what you're saying. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, but it looks like a permanent direct transport service, like the Hogwarts Express. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Watch the DSNY newscast video above. Blah, blah, blah. We're not going to do that live because live videos suck whenever we do them because no one ever can see what I'm showing. But anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to this. I think we all are. Uh, Those Dutch boys are jealous as fuck. (laughs) 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 But I'm sure Muhammad and I are and some of the rest of these do-back guys will make it down at some point and live out all the dreams we want, you know? Oh, oh yeah. I'm so beyond excited. Like, I've been saving up from now. I'm going to I'm gonna go all out. Like, I, Can you imagine all the merchandise that's going to be available? You're going to look like a, uh, like a Middle Eastern Harry stuff. Potter in a Jedi robe. 
I'll dress up as my fan fiction character. Jesus. Oh, oh my god, no one's gonna know who you are. <laughs> I know, that's the point. You guys heard about my fan fiction? Hey, can I stop with you for a minute and you could, I'll talk about my fan fiction? Yeet. No, dude. No, 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 you know how people like give out like their mixtapes and stuff? Like, I'll just do that with like... I have a feeling it would it would feel more like getting attacked by a Mormon. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like he's just gonna follow you until you until you just finally get tired of the shit, and or he's finally gonna stop and be like, "Fine, tell me your story. What? What is it? Tell me all about it. Let's go oh, have some coffee. So I can sit here and listen to you for the next forty-five minutes." Oh, <laughs> or like when you're walking awesome. down the streets of LA, and a million people, a million and a half people, are trying to give you their mixtapes. Yeah, they're like, "All right, I'm a rapper. Really? Are you? Like the the last fifty guys that has passed? Yeah. <laughs> you don't say." <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Mohammed. Uh, yes. More San Diego Comic Con 2018. Yes. Del Rey announced author signings. <clears throat> SDCC 2018 is kicking off imminently as Del Rey bring us their schedule of author signings and panels for the weekend. Here, you and you, our friends, are signed our signing and panel schedule for SDCC. No. All of Tim Zahn's signings take place in the autograph area. Not we would the be there. Oh, Tim <laughs> so Zahn is just, much. He is so great. I Will mean, you sign just, my Thrawn figure? Will you, can sign, you sign my, my ass cheek? Jesus. Right? <laughs> not, uh, they're three hours long at the end of every day. So let's see. I'm going to upload. We got Timothy Zahn, Daniel Jose Older, and Timothy Zahn. Timothy Zahn, Timothy Zahn, Timothy Zahn. Wow, he's really in demand, isn't he? Yeah. We got well, some Christy, you got to think about uh, it. He's Bowman. writing one of the most like popular Star Wars books uh, with Thrawn and the like, heir to the Empire and stuff like that. He's I'm surprised there's no James Lucino. He's written some pretty cool stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so the girl they did Infer- Inferno Squad is there and Phasma. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Cool. And then uh, there's an exclusive edition to you can buy um, Thrawn Alliances. It looks like really. If you look at the bottom right hand corner of the uh, of the little schedule, wristband required. Oh, it has that special uh, artwork that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, with uh, Annie and uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, but not Grand Admiral Thrawn at that point. That's uh, that's pretty cool shit right there. Yeah, a cool looking Anakin Skywalker. Very uh, Episode Three esque. Very. So yeah, Daniel Jose Older, the one who wrote the recently released Last Shot, is going to be there. Delala S. Dawson, who uh, wrote Phasma. Christy Golden, who wrote uh, what is it, Battlefront Two Inferno Squad? Like TJ Love just that noted, book. Love it. Right, hey. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Last Shot's pretty good. I, I'm about uh, a quarter away into it, and it uh, gives you some backstory of uh, like a young Ben Solo, uh, and more of a Lando's relationship with droids and stuff like that. Uh, not sexual, Joel. Not sexual. Uh, <laughs> somebody break out the WD-40. Shit's getting crazy tonight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> let's lube it up. Let's lube it up. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have Phasma. Haven't read it yet. I think we're all going to buy Thrawn Alliances. I feel like that's just like a general thing. Minus... Uh, Mr. Yaron, I don't think he's a big Thrawn guy. Nah, not so much. He's not my guy. Oh, man. 
there's only one good villain, and uh, yeah, that's uh, Vader. Vader. I yeah, you're you're swimming in a sea of nerds right now who think who have their own. That's like apples villain. and oranges, though. Thrawn and <laughs> Vader. Having, but but you but you're saying you're you're throwing Fet Man completely out of the mix. I mean, I, I get that he's a bounty hunter and he does anything for money, so technically he's not good or bad. But Logan does too. Really? Does that mean he's a bounty hunter? You're, you're gonna bring up Vader and not even bring up Fet. <laughs> Wait, does that mean Logan's considered a bounty hunter? Dude, does anything what? for money. Well, he, he said that a bounty hunter is uh, someone that will do anything for money because I'm pretty sure your your life motto, 20 bucks is 20. I'm not gay, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah. I think that goes. I don't know. Does that mean you're like Easy a gay money. bounty hunter? No. Like you're on the hunt for penis? Like, is that, is no. that, is that a thing? That is false that information. Is- <laughs> These are just allegations. <laughs> your, your your Bantha Babble shirt is just gonna say the Bantha Babble logo on the front, and on the back is to say, "I'm not gay, but twenty bucks, twenty bucks, join the bounty hunter brigade." <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> Bantha Babble podcast. Oh, Logan's something. mom's approved. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Logan, uh, you want to talk about some of these panels? We'll go back and forth with this. Uh, All right. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so there's only a week to go before San Diego Comic Con 2018 kicks off, and Jonah Marie over the at over at the Wookie Gunner gives us a look at the Star Wars related panels at San Diego Comic Con 2018, and there is actually a lot. So for general, uh, we have the Disney Lucasfilm Publishing. Uh, just a little uh, set us on that. Michael Siglane. Director, creative at Disney Lucasfilm Publishing, and surprise panelists share previews and exclusive announcements about what should be on your must-read list from Star Wars Publishing. Guessing there's going to be Darth Vader comics, hopefully Mm. a Darth Maul comic or Thrawn. Thrawn. There's also Hasbro Star Wars and the Woman of Star Wars. And in Star Wars animation, of course we have to go over this one. Celebrate the 10-year anniversary of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Executive producer Dave Filoni and panelists look back on 10 years of the Emmy Award-winning series that expanded the Star Wars universe and introduced countless fan-favorite characters to a galaxy far, far away. And I'm really hoping they actually have, uh, like, a little finale. That's what I overheard. Like, there's some rumors they'll actually be having a actual What if a bonus finale. episode that they add for Clone Wars to wrap up the whole series that we finally want? <gasps> what if? Yeah. What if? What oh. if? Then there's also the, spy, the spotlight on E.K. Johnson. And for geek fashion, there's a lot here. After, well, and familiar faces there is. But in geek fashion, there's careers in geek fashion. The Her Universe Workshop. Behind the design, Star Wars. Uh, if I uh, might interject, Her Universe is actually Eckstein's uh, clothing line and brand. Who plays? Wait, what? <laughs> Ashley <laughs> Eckstein owns Her Universe. Do you know who she is? Oh. No. Sorry. Ahsoka. Yeah, Oh, oh really? Yes. Oh, okay. Continue. All right. Behind the design, Star Wars fashion collaborations. Create your own fandom-themed fashions. Her universe, it's your universe. And for familiar faces, these, these panels aren't really Star Wars related, but they do include familiar faces. So there's Once Upon a Forever, Destination Nerd, Psychology of Cult TV Shows Episode 5, International Association of Media Tie-In Writers, Scribe Awards, Skybound Entertainment, what's next? Art and Arcana, the visual history of Dungeons and Dragons. Star Wars Declassified, <laughs> how a galaxy far, far away impacts the world. Cartoon Voices 2, powerful young woman. How is that Disney. not Star Wars related? I don't know. 
Like <laughs> Star Wars Declassified? How was that not Star Wars? Okay. Maybe cartoon voices too, maybe includes rebels, but you know, they can whatever. I mean, hey, it's cartoon voices. Who doesn't like cartoon voices? Right. True. And Steven Melching, uh Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars, uh will be on the following panels. 1988, Greatest Geek Year Ever, Yippee-Ki-Yay Edition. Yippee-Ki-Yay, motherfucker. Planet of the Apes, 2001, A Space Odyssey, and Rosemary's Baby, and Geek's Ground Zero. Uh, Inside the Writer's Room, from script to screen, The Breakdown, and Star Wars, uh, Starship Smackdown, The Final Countdown. Oh, 25, yeah. I feel like you should have said Starship Smackdown, like, like, a, like a TV announcer. Uh, Starship, Starship Smackdown! Smackdown 25, the <laughs> final countdown this Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> and then Elsa Chertier. The Star Wars Adventures will be on the following panels. Comics, PR, and Marketing 101. Comicsology Originals, Comics for the Young Adult Fan. And guide to <laughs> illustrating comics from sketches to final pages. Do not read that last part. I'm not. <laughs> that, do, do not advertise <laughs> for other companies. Hey, Dan. Hey, what's going on? Uh, there's a new Bosque statue that you should talk about from. I'm not even going to pronounce I that name. I see that. It's pretty. You guys need to buy this. Go on, buy it. <laughs> okay, instead of us just going so, by, looks like up? Joe Moore uh, under the uh, the Star Wars toy news uh, has, uh, has has put a little ad here about our our new Bosk figure uh, that's been released and has a, a few new uh, details and, and things for their upcoming Star Wars Bounty Hunter Bosk Art FX Statue Series. Uh, the release is part of the Bounty Hunter Art FX Statue Series, of course, which uh, you can get on Amazon. <laughs> Included in the series are uh, Four Lom, IG88, Zuckus Bosk, and Dengar. Ooh. Each of those will include additional pieces to create the epic Boba Fett. Based on his appearance, of course, in The Empire Strikes Back. This is a one-tenth scale statue that stands roughly about seven inches tall. Did you say it includes magnetic feet and a metal base and is priced at a decently priced... Economical ninety four ninety nine American, with a uh, release date of January two thousand nineteen. You can pre order it from Kodo US by simply clicking the little icon. <laughs> oh, I love it! They're reasonably priced too. Uh, they're actually not bad for uh, for some of them that I've actually seen. And as far and as the detail that Zuckus? I can see here, it's it's actually really, really, really well done. And it says we are getting Zuckus. Yes, okay. yes, and IG-88 it looks. Okay, well, we can see the pictures of IG-88. Uh, and and four where? And four long. On the bottom, if you scroll down, Mo. Oh. Oh, focus. <laughs> oh. What do oh. we have here? Annie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Annie? Oh. Annie. <laughs> what? That's not Zuckus. Oh, wow. No, that's four yeah, long. It's not, it's four we're long. asking if we're going to get Zuckus. Oh. oh, I thought that was it. It says in the coming months after after the the 2019 release. It's that's it's literally the other one. That is literally the arms, legs, and upper torso of C3PO with the different hands and hair. <laughs> yeah. That is literally all that is. Hey, it's a common part. Yeah. Hey, you gotta recycle. The articulation on hey, the IG88 doesn't look that good. <laughs> don't think yeah, globally. <laughs> think universally. No, but I'm thinking like you gotta paint those things yourself, right? Oh, really? Uh, the Artifact series, I believe, actually comes pre-painted. 
You oh. just have to uh, put it together. Take it from uh, the I Amazon guy. I think it still guy. requires glue and things like that. Oh, okay. I thought it was... But I think uh, uh, usually through this... Usually through this series, though, I've seen it purchased either way, where it's uh, a vinyl model kit that you actually do have to paint. So these are statues, all right? You have to do is assemble it. Not figures. But these are actual art effects statues, so I would imagine they come pre-painted, and uh, all you have to do is assemble it. Yeah. So TJ, these, you said these are the same guys in the uh, the last few years that have actually brought you uh, the Heroes and Villains series, some of the uh, the classic troopers, and the uh, the clone troopers as well. So. And each, each one will come with an additional piece to eventually. So if you collect all uh, one, two, three, four, five bounty hunters, you eventually will be able to make Boba Fett. So kind of like the Marvel uh, Legends figures, the Build-A-Figure thing. Yeah, it, it, it appears it's going to come out kind of like that. Uh, whereas, you know, if you actually collect everything from the Bounty Hunter series, uh, you will actually be able to uh, collect and, and actually build Excellent. Boba Fett. Uh, what were you saying, Logan? Uh, so, Dan, you said it was like $95, right? Yes. All right. Roughly, so, yes. I don't know what this first comment means. He says, these look great, but it's only worth it if we're getting all six. I don't know if he means by money-wise. No, the guy so clearly didn't dumb. read the article because technically if you buy all five, you get six. Oh, okay. Makes you, sense. All like right. I said, it's the, the like, build-a-figure thing. I was you like, get, if this guy's no, saying this... you should get all six for 95 bucks, this guy is dumb. For for that caliber of, of, of paint and uh, – and detail, it's worth no, that they're they're individually priced at yeah. ninety four ninety nine. If if I said anything that may have may have construed that, no, it, it's oh wait, there is a picture of Zuckus. If you it guys scroll down, individually. scroll down yeah. into the comment section. There is a uh, there is a Zuckus one. Ah, uh, there is. Yeah, scroll down. Oh, hey, that looks pretty good. Looks really nice detail. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Have uh, four Lama and Zuckus. Ooh. But it looks like it is a series of four, or no, excuse me, five. Yes. Okay, we'll get five, and then you get an extra one if you buy all of them. Exactly. Boy, that'd be that'd suck if like the head came with like Dengar, and you bought like only four of them, so all you have is like four and like a quarter, and <laughs> you have like Boba Fett without a head. You're missing an arm. <laughs> you can always pull one off your action man. You yeah. know? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anything else anyone wants to interject other than we would love to have all these? No, I just love to have all of them. <laughs> so, I love the details. Uh, details are amazing. Two days ago, we got the official photos of the Vintage Collection Wave 2, which seems to be a mixture of Rogue One and Solo figures. And these are the three and three quarter inch scale, not Black Series. <laughs> these, are on, these are on the Vintage cards. So if you guys would uh, look at the Death Trooper... Uh, he comes with the SE44C blaster. Is, is that correct, Logan? I believe so. My page is not loading, okay. so. And the DLT19 blaster. Oh, is that go. is that right? Actually, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's right, I believe. Okay. Uh, non-scoped. Non-scoped. Uh, yeah, non-scoped. The paint kind of looks shitty on this Death Trooper. Does anybody else agree with that? Yeah, I, 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 I think it looks good. I, I thought it looked shitty on the the the, the Han Solo one. I, I think the green could be a little bit better. And we also uh, it shows we're getting an Emphis nest. Uh, it has she has a cloth cape, and the fur is fake. And you get a uh, you get her vibro staff looking thing. And what's those other two like the handheld ones? Is, is that what those are? Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't Actually, know, man. Han looks kind of boss eyed. Okay, yeah, Han looks like fucking trash, and the DLT yeah, nineteen he looks has no... and like he's got like his his left leg is kind of like I, I don't know, it's got like a weird bend there. I don't I don't know, maybe it's 
Maybe I'm being over analytical. No, yeah, you can never be over analytical. Uh, yeah, the DL44 looks like What? <laughs> I still haven't seen Solo, man. Oh. What? I, 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 I am know, digging I'm the tank for race. I know. I haven't seen it either, uh, but then again, I'm behind. I'm trying to catch up. Uh, uh, just The Force Awakens is so painful. Oh, you don't like it? I know. It's not that I don't like it. It's just it's it's, it's very slow going. It's 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 very slow to build up. Uh, like literally, I've made it to the junkyard scene where they find the uh, the Millennium Falcon. I immediately turn it off, or I fall asleep. I see. I see. Well, um, just so you know, Last Jedi is on Netflix now, so it's an easy. You don't have to buy I it. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. In the U.S., it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, America. Yes, it is. America. That's why we fought the British for Netflix. <laughs> yeah, we stole Netflix. That's what it is. That's, that, that's all we ever do is just steal from other countries. Yeah, you know, immigrants. Oil, yeah. United States flag. <laughs> uh, we also get a tank trooper. Oh yeah, that looks Which really good. I think it actually looks really good. Yeah, minus the gun. Yeah. What the fuck is with this three and three quarter inch vintage figures? The guns look like shit. And you gotta also remember that people buying these, since they're the vintage collection, they're not gonna take them out of the package. Yeah, they'll never see the light of day outside that plastic. No. So that Han Solo cross-eyed thing, nobody will care. It's not like they're ever gonna fucking put it out somewhere like Mo and I do with ours. God, it's so ugly. It's just, oh man, it's just so bad. It uh, is. <laughs> the eyes are just like, oh, your soul! Uh, I feel like he's peering into my soul and just going, no. no. Like he's saying they're judging me. I got a good feeling about this. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid them. I don't have a good feeling about this. Uh, the Emphis Nest figure is kind of shitty. The Black Series Emphis Nest figure looks fucking dope. She has like a, uh, the wool, like the, the hair on her. It's like, it feels like real hair. It's uh, it's the tits. It comes with the uh the speeder bike. It's the sixty dollar uh black series. And Mo, don't go buy it because I don't have it yet. <laughs> yeah, I got it first. It's awesome. Uh Emphis Ness is my favorite character from Solo. Well now no, Rio is. Cool. Rio is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rio then Emphis. Anyway. You know what my favorite character from Solo is? What? Darth Maul. Um. <laughs> what the fuck off? <laughs> you just spoiler. ruined it for two people. Yeah, you could have did, did this. You could have told me to do the spoiler noise. Spoiler. Okay, there we go. That's good. Uh, your own. It's comic time, baby. Yeah. So, uh, Fron is busy. Yeah. Back at it again. Enter the, yeah. Enter the grand. Grand Admiral in Marvel Star Wars Front Issue 6. So what have we got here? We've reached the end of Marvel's Front adaptation in six no! great issues. This adaptation managed to not only capture the essence of Timothy Sand's dense novel, it also didn't leave very much out. With Front Alliances only a few weeks out, there's no better time thing than ever to get a hold of these issues. Spoilers ahead! Spoiler alert! Go. Wait a minute. Oh, scrolling down fast. Wait a minute. Okay. Hold on a second. I'll get this right out of the way. The art in this issue is stunning. Fron is definitely painted in much darker tones than we've seen him. 
And that's saying something. Artist yeah, Luke Ross and Nolan Woodard really end their visual run on a high note. Before this issue, Fran was portrayed more as a clinical observer, watching the crowd watching the crowd of events and people unfold in the galaxy and waiting to make his move. In this issue, Fran is very much in the thick of things. The art certainly paints him in a more sinister light than than earlier issues. We all know how great a bad guy Fran is, but up until this issue, he seemed more like an alien. Oh, yeah. oh. He seemed more like an alien observer. I sometimes... I, whoa. That's a strange sentence. He seemed more like an alien, like an alien observer I sometimes sympathize with. Fran clearly knows the game as he's all in. He's arrived on a remote part of Baton to beat his adversary, Night Swan. Say that again. With Night Swan. That's a weird sentence, bro. That's a weird yeah, sentence, bro. <laughs> well, we're not going to go mean, over all Fran, of this. Uh, if you want to watch, if you want to. Read this. Uh, go get go out to a comic store, buy the final issue of Thrawn. I believe he becomes Grand Admiral in this one uh, because yeah, this ha- takes place b- right before. Let's see. The, the thing is, is it shows the Ghost Crew, and then it shows him oh, yeah, getting awarded the Grand Admiral thing. So I'm gonna guess this is before the Lothal incident. Yeah. So this before Rebels. Yeah, before he gets thrown into the fucking space. Yeah, because you see the emperor bestowing the yeah. badge. What well, wasn't he like the only one with a right with a white robe? No, Krennic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Krennic. but Krennic uh, died. So don't that's, remind me. No, that's after Rebels. That's in Rogue One. Krennic died in Rogue One. This is before. Yeah, this but, is but they've before been the working on the Death Star. I believe uh, it's so a certain Krennic class. It, it has to be a certain class of uh, the Empire. But in that Legends book, Shadows of the em- of the Empire, it clearly said that uh, Fromm was the only one with a white robe. Well, that was Legends, and now there's a new canon, and Krennic. Got yeah, it. true. And that's a yeah. cape, not a robe. Maybe you just. He's let talking him about his uniform. Tone. Let's go with the skin tone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go with uniform. I'm done with that. <laughs> Fucking cape, Logan. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, no. continuing on with our Darth Vader uh, thing, I know you haven't got here yet, own, so maybe if you just want to do a brief overview of that, and then we'll move on to the final. Yeah, sure. Well, what was the, the score of Thrawn? It was 8 out of 10, right? Yeah. They scored it 8. Yeah. Star Wars News Net scored it 8 out of 10. That's pretty good. They're pretty critical. Pretty good! <laughs> so, Tarkin is gunning for a Sith Lord in Marvel's Death Va- Darth Vader issue 18. Tarkin and a band of hired guns are on the hunt for Darth Vader on the backwater world in the Outer Rim. The battle-hardened governor is gunning for the Sith Lord in issue 18 of Darth Vader from Charles Soule and Giuseppe Camuncoli. I I butchered that. And he's (laughs) shooting to kill. But what the heck is going on here? Didn't the two at least have a modicum of respect for one another? Are they being tested by the Emperor to see who will come out on top? How many of Tarkin's men will Vader slay before the end? Will Tarkin survive the hunt? Well, of course he will. But this one is about to ride. And what a thrilling ride it is. Find out in Vader issue 18. Excellent. Uh, this is a continuation of one that we went over not too long ago. Uh, definitely. Because remember the, the picture of uh, Tarkin looking at 
Vader behind the tree? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure hey, Jerome was- will get it to it someday, and we'll be able to know more. So stay tuned on DoBadDiscussion.net for Jerome's review of further Darth Vader comics. I just uh, I just want to mention something. Speaking of Darth Vader, I'm gonna make a review about a, a Force FX Darth Vader uh, lightsaber soon. So stay Excellent. tuned on the website. Awesome! Looking forward to it, brother. Excellent. Will do. Yay! Momo. Oh, Read the yeah, final article written this. by someone who, who who's it written by? Uh, uh, it's written by. Uh, 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 oh, you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let you find that out. Yeah, so we got a new Thrawn Alliances excerpt. So we previously reported on the appearance of Anakin Skywalker in an excerpt provided by StarWars.com from the forthcoming novel Thrawn Alliances. Now, another exclusive excerpt has been released, this time following a certain Padme Amidala on a personal mission to investigate the disappearance of an old friend. And you look at this art. They really got down the Natalie Portman look. Why is she so Um, thick? Thick and beautiful, dumb, thick and beautiful, if I do say so myself. So I don't want to ruin this. It's a pretty lengthy excerpt, but um, it's really exciting that now we get to see Padme Amidala in action. She's not just being a senator this time, you know. She's actually going on a personal mission. And we all know she's never been a stickler for rules and always been willing to bend them to do the right thing, what she feels is the right thing. So uh, this is going to be an interesting adventure. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's nice that the uh, with the new alliances, we get to see some of the older characters come into the into the books. You know. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know. I'd like to know why the fuck they made her so thick, though. They did the same thing with Leia in Battlefront. Come thick. <laughs> look at that! Look at that thigh gap, though. Look at that thigh gap. <laughs> that is a very minuscule thigh gap. Yeah, I know. Great. Hey, body positivity is a new trend. So, uh, yeah. so they just make Padme fucking extra thick. <laughs> uh, that's excellent. Anyway, uh, to wrap up this podcast, I think we're at like 55 minutes right now. Uh, isn't it funny how we always just seem to end the time like perfectly an hour? Yeah, no matter how long or short the show notes, we yeah, just always crazy. seem to. It's almost like I track it. <laughs> hmm, like someone's guiding us. Anyway, uh, remember to check our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for everything Dubac Discussion. Check DubacDiscussion.net for your source for everything Star Wars. You can also find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Blueberry. We are live streaming to Facebook, so this is actually like a live broadcast going on uh be active be active in the community and uh stay positive because as we've talked before the star wars community right now is split and there's a lot of negative negativity swirling around in it and it's star wars guys we we're all here because we love star wars if you're listening to this podcast it's probably because either you're really close with me or you really like star wars uh so be nice about it. Be careful what you say on the internet. I know some keyboard warriors are here. Joel! Ugh! <laughs> uh, Social justice warrior! Yes, uh, the SJW himself. Uh, can't can't hear this in Portugal, dickhead. Uh, anyway, 
Thank you guys for joining us on the Do Back Discussion Podcast. And catch us next week. Also, Sunday, listen to Bantha Babble Podcast featuring... Joke the Rogue and Jordan White. Yes. Uh, and maybe your own. Maybe your own. Maybe. maybe. I'll try. I, I really want to be there. Yeah. And maybe Jesse. Maybe. Maybe. If he's there. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, thank you. Uh, that is Bardo signing off. Grandmaster Ziad signing off. Komari signing off. Dan. Joke the Rogue signing off. Dan. Danny Boy. Dan. Dan the Man signing off. Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Bye-bye!